Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 29. This week, pro FIFA coach Steve Stokes assumes hosting duties as I had obligations away from the studio. What could possibly go wrong? Steve, Metz, and Paul are going to take you through the latest slew of content that we've received, as well as the new Neymar card, and dive into the recent rewards glitch and the fallout that came of it. I do want to take this time to thank all of the Footballers Premier sponsors and supporters. We appreciate everything you guys do to help us out each and every week. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to this week's Footballers with me, your host, Steve Stokes. As I'm sure he explained in the intro, at the time of recording, Hunter was passed out face down in the lap of a stripper, so that means I'm left with the task of hosting this week. But all will be well, as I'm joined by two men who think that stripping is something you do before giving the spare room a new coat of paint. It's Matt Metz-Lamborn and Paul, give the kids a fright, right. How are you, Metz? I'm doing all right. That was a very nice intro, Steve. And uh, yeah, it's quite novel to have you back in the hosting saddle again. Doing pretty good there. Yeah, feels weird. I mean, this is this is really how footballers all began with me doing this sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I'd argue Hunter's much better at it and probably feels a bit more comfortable than I do right now. Righty, how are you, mate? Hello, hello. How's uh, Yorkshire or Scotland or wherever the hell you're from? Irish, I think I am at the moment. Was that it? To some right. of Hunter's friends. Um, okay. Yorkshire is wet and grey. Well, it's dark now, but it's been very grey today, which is is pretty much the norm. But I'm doing good. Had a nice weekend. Pretty chilled out. Played a bit of FIFA. It's been good. How's the FIFA week been, boys? Have, have you played foot champs? I've given it a rest this weekend. I haven't actually played because I had had really bad issues with the servers after the uh, the latest update, which often seems to happen. Actually, tends to get muddy gameplay afterwards. What about you, lads? Yeah, gameplay wasn't amazing, but I managed to give myself a, a mini grind through weekend league. And as usual, based off your red rewards, you wonder why you bother. Oh, they really do need to do something to incentivize people to play weekend league beyond the challenge of participating in it full stop. Because every time I play it, I wonder 
why have I just wasted those few hours doing it? But there you go. Uh, it, gameplay just about held up enough to, to get through, but there were some, some challenging moments for sure. Paul? Yeah, I've, I've played Weekend League most of it today, actually. And the gameplay was not great. All passes were all over the place and it, it just didn't feel, feel right. But, uh, I bought myself a team of the year CR7. So I had to, I had to try him out and I had that feeling that Matt had that why have I bothered once I opened my rewards. But, you know, they need to do something about these weekend league rewards. Uh, I was talking to my friend about it today. Maybe give us a token every weekend when you've played weekend league and you can put it in at the end of the month for some unique players. I don't know, something. Give us a choice of the promo cards that have been out that month, a pick or I don't know, something. Just make it worthwhile. As if the game itself isn't fun enough. You want rewards on top of it? Really? That's that's the thing, isn't it? If the when the game plays good, I enjoy playing the game and it is fun. Or when I'm playing corp, it's quite fun. But a lot of the time it's not and the gameplay is not enough of a reward to play. So you need something and that's where the game seems to be going now it's not about having fun it's about grinding for rewards i think you're right but we'll skip over that there's only one place we can start this week gents where is the only place we can start at the beginning that's a good place yeah now i was thinking more about the flashback neymar card that's just been released uh literally well not literally about an hour ago as we're recording this what do you guys think of it? Are you going to do it? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a good addition to the database, I guess? Uh, it's reasonably priced. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I've got a few PSG players that I could do with some extra links to, so there's a good case for me to do it, given that I've got Team Dia Marquinhos, one to watch, Hakimi, the Akadi card from a couple of weeks ago. So all signs point to yes, but I'm a little bit confused as to what the true value of the card is, given that his stats don't look super overwhelming, but perhaps you can guide us through that one in due course because uh, I'm struggling to see the point in general. Slippery slope once you start pursuing the point, Matt. <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it, I don't know, is it much? It's a little bit different from the gold. Its stats are, are interesting, but I think I'll just wait and see see what the, the verdict is from the community because I've got Ginola that are playing that position, so it's a tough one. I'm not, I'm not a fan at the moment, but we'll see. I might change my mind. It's not like you to be cautious or tight with your coins. I will say that I did play against it today at like quarter past six and it absolutely destroyed me and scored a hat-trick, but I don't know if that's my bad defending or the card were amazing. Well, it could have been me you were playing against, apart from the fact that I played one game with him and he didn't score a hat-trick. I put six past some poor fella with him, um, including, which I put in the Discord, um, a pretty filthy ball roll scoop past the keeper. I did him straight away because it's Neymar. I love Neymar. I'm on record as being a massive Neymar fan. And I also went on record at the start of this year saying um, I got Neymar, the gold version, into my team right at the beginning. And yeah, really sadly, ditched him pretty much straight away because he just, he wasn't the Neymar that, that I knew and loved. So full of high hopes, I got this one done. And he's back. 
it feels like Neymar again. And Matt was saying about the stats. Uh, I, I think what's significant, what really stands out and what translated to the kind of in-game performance as well is, yeah, some of the stats are, are similar-ish. Uh, he's got upgrades in some areas, downgrades in others, as you'd expect. But the big one, I think, is the plus six on balance. Because when you combine that with his acceleration, which has gone up by four, and the great dribbling stats which he has, which you'd expect from any Neymar card, really, it just it, it makes everything just that little bit, I don't know, gives it that je ne sais quoi, as the uh, Germans say. He just he feels more like Neymar. Uh, that, that That's all I can say, really. If you can imagine the Neymars of the past when he really was a top-tier card, the big deal with it is that he's got a downgrade in composure, uh, which is minus eight. And that's significant because one of the things with the, the gold Neymars and the, the old gold Neymars is that when you got him in front of gold, you could be pretty sure that he was going to finish everything. And that's kind of added to by the fact that they've downgraded his weak foot to four star from five star. The five star skills are still there. Uh, but yeah, generally speaking, I, I think this is going to be a great card. I think it's going to be incredibly popular. I think once the reviewers get their reviews out and people feel a bit more confident in, in getting it done, we'll see it in a lot of squads. Uh, for the record, Nepenthes posted a video saying what a wonderful card it was. I think it's about 10 minutes after it was released. So, <laughs> what a wanker. you know, you can always... Well, you know, everyone has their opinion, Matt, and uh, that's a valid one. If you watch Nepenthes, we can't do fucking business, quite frankly, Camling, let's be honest. And anyone who can do a review like that in such a short period of time, stick him through a fucking weekend league and let's see where he comes out at. It's fucking bullshit. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm being very cautious with what I say. And, you know, I have to really emphasise that I've played one game with this card. And all you can say really is based on that, that it seems it seems brilliant. But, you know, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than one game to see where... See how this composure downgrade is affecting him. Um, Let me ask you a quick question yeah. before we continue, Steve, because sure. the use case of this particular Neymar is what interests me, given that he every form of Neymar is somewhat deadly in the hands of the right people, i.e. people who can chain a lot of skills together and make you look a little bit silly, but not every mm. FIFA player can do that. So is this Neymar going to be good in the hands of the average FIFA player or do you need to be skilled up to a certain degree to get anything out of this one? Well, with my coach's hat on, there is no reason at all why an average player can't learn the relevant five-star skills, if you like, because really, let's be honest, all you need to know with a five-star skiller, especially this year, is the Elastico, which is it's so easy. It's, it's moving your stick from like quarter past to half past, and that's it. Just moving your right stick. Um, and the ball roll scoop, which is a little bit more advanced, I suppose, but once you get the timing down, um, it becomes second nature. That said, yeah, take your point. Not everybody is great with skill moves. I, <laughs> the honest answer, Matt, is that I can't say at this point. It's, it's, it's too early. It's, I think it's going to be slightly less point and shoot and watch it go in because of that composure stat I think that's going to play a big factor I'm actually my first thought really when I was using it and looking at the stats is perhaps this isn't a striker 
I'm not convinced that striker is going to be the position for him. But if you want to slot him into your team at Cam, I think he'd make a, a fantastic Cam. Uh, or, or just play him in a standard left wing position. But uh, I, I think it'll be decent. I mean, the, the SBC is going at the moment for on Xbox. Well, I've got the same prices for both, about 270000 I I don't really think you'd be getting great value if you're not going to use the five-star skills at 270000 if that answers the question. And what about Ken Styles? I, I- to me, it's screaming out for a dead eye to top up the shooting and the passing, but what did you plumb for ultimately? Well, again, with it being this early, I haven't really. I've just uh, I brought him off the bench actually with, with basic on just to see how uh, see how he stacked up without any adjustments. I think the one that I've looked at and what I'll probably go with will probably be Hawk. Um, and I appreciate that that's going to waste a few chem points. But I think one of the big deals with Neymar, and especially now that the composure has been downgraded, uh, I think that the, the shot power is a big thing. I think that's one of the problems with this card this year, actually, aside from the dribbling. Shot power wasn't great. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was, was it in the 80s? I think something like I've got it up. It was 80. 80 shot power, and that, that was a massive problem on the uh, the base gold card. The flashback version starts off at 86. But yeah, as I said, with uh, with the composure downgrade and, you know, the fact that he's lost that weak foot as well, I think it's, it's going to be important to, to boost the shot power and just make him that little bit more reliable in front of gold again. But it's, I think there's going to be a, a lot of discussion about which chem style is best. And of course, it's also very much dependent on what position you play him in, I think. Very good. That sums it up quite nicely. Thank you very much. Have you ever felt like you're not getting the results you deserve in Ultimate Team? Maybe you're tired of spending money on FIFA points only to be constantly disappointed. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. If you want to improve your game permanently, make the smart choice and enroll in the Steve Stokes Foot Academy. There you'll find everything you need to unlock the potential that your game deserves. From in-depth tutorials to finely tuned custom tactics, you'll find a goldmine of resources that are guaranteed to take your game to the next level. Guaranteed? Yeah, you heard me right. If you feel like your game hasn't improved after one month with Foot Academy, Steve will give you your money back. That's the confidence that comes from being the best in the business. To take advantage of this unmissable offer, head to patreon.com forward slash footacademy and enroll in the Foot Academy today. That's patreon.com forward slash foot academy the steve stokes foot academy unlocking the potential that your game deserves uh right okay let's move away from Neymar for now i'm sure we will probably come back to him at some point in the future because i think this card is going to be a major influence on foot over the coming weeks but for now let's move on to the objectives that we've had recently we've got a new friendly mode how exciting is that woohoo Fantastic until you try and play it. Try and complete the French objective. Uh, Guiri, 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 whatever. Try and complete that and you can't find a game for love nor money because everybody wants to do that objective and they don't want to do the Chukwuezi La Liga objective. Now, just to explain, just to clarify, what they've done is they've set it up so that there are two objectives that you can do here. You can do the La Liga one or you can do the Ligue 1 one. 
Hunter's not here. I miss him. I'll have to do it myself. Uh, you can do either one. And the catch is that if you're doing the La Liga one, you will match players who are trying to complete the Liga objective. And vice versa, if you're doing the Liga one, you'll match people doing the La Liga objective. Now, I don't know if this is because EA have made a mistake in the database, in the in-game database, because what they've done is they've given Chukwueze a two-star weak foot, uh, which is a lie. He doesn't have a two-star weak foot. It's actually a four-star weak foot. And I suspect that that has put a lot of people off doing the card. So that's why we've got everybody doing the Guiri. Of course, everybody's got a bloody French team anyway, so that's another reason. Nobody's doing Chukwueze. So <laughs> you're not going to find an opponent unless you're doing Chukwueze. Have you guys tried any of these? Have you found that a problem? I couldn't get on for for the French one. I must admit, I tried um, several times over the course of an hour on the night it came out, and uh, no dice. So uh, that kind of forced me into into weekend league instead. Um, so yeah, consider me very annoyed. Uh, goes without saying, but uh, yeah, it, it does seem a little bit shambolic that they obviously went out of their way to promote this new friendly format reasonably heavily um they won't normally get splash screens when you log in to promote a friendly and uh, to not be able to log in on on day one's pretty embarrassing um so yeah rather disappointed about that i must say and the card looked really good it's not the most embarrassing EA failure this week but we'll get to that shortly <laughs> paul what what do you think have you tried it are you going to try it what do you think to the the new format no, I like the idea of it, but objectives are something that I don't often get time to do, so um, I won't be I won't be doing it. But I do like I like anything new if it works. Um, so they'll I'm sure they'll iron these these things out as they do. We'll get a a tweet I'm sure, at some point in the week telling us that they've fixed it. But the 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 cards do look okay, um, and I like the concept. Well. I'll give you my take on these cards for what it's worth because I have actually completed Chuck Wazy. I uh, had a busy weekend. And I'll tell you what, the people who are trying to get the uh, Guiri objective done in place of Chuck Wazy, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you, you don't know what you're missing out on. This Chuck Wazy card is it's special. That's, that's all I can say. It's, um, it's, it's just different. The dribbling on it is fantastic. The, uh, the micro touches that he takes, the ball contacts, absolutely brilliant. I said last week that my favourite uh, objectives card so far was Verde, and Chukwueze outstrips him comfortably. Doesn't have the five-star skills, but actually on the ball, he's, uh, yeah, he's different class. Guiri, on the other hand, I haven't completed him. I don't think I've got that much interest either, really, although he'd fit into both my main account and my RTG. His his dribbling stats look really average. He's quite a big fella. He's got an average body type. And I think people are being kind of drawn to him by the face value stats rather than actually digging a bit deeper and seeing that perhaps all that glitters is not gold. I My advice to people, uh, and this is not just to create a balance so that people can get a game, couldn't give a monkeys, but ditch ditch your attempting to do the Gawiri and have a look at Chukwueze. And if you are deterred by the database showing that he's got a two-star weak foot, 
take it from me. It's complete nonsense. Um, I've scored many a goal with his right foot, which is another reason to recommend him as well. Actually, he is left footed and, uh, yeah, they're always handy. Right. Okay. We also had the year in review objective where you are basically rewarded for spamming games for, for being engaged with the game. How far through have you guys got with that? Have you packed anything decent from it? And what do you think to it? Do you think it's a good idea? I think it's good that it, it kind of encourages a bit more engagement. Um, but ultimately, as with most of these things, it's what you end up packing that determines whether it was a good use of your time or not, not necessarily the opportunity of packing something. Um, yeah. I haven't packed anything of note just yet. I think I've completed the first two objectives than that so still got a couple to go and hopefully they'll be the more meteor ones but um if you were planning on playing anyway then you know it's just it's just free stuff at the end of the day which is uh no bad thing but specifically going out of your way to complete that many games and the hope that you might get something good is probably a little bit foolhardy but yeah if you're just playing your normal volume of games and over the course of like 20 odd days you you get some free stuff then then that's a, a small w as far as i'm concerned well, I've heard stories of people actually rubber banding in rivals just to get these these objectives completed. So, Paul, what have you got to say for yourself? I don't have time, so the rubber band it is. <laughs> no, joking aside, I really like this this concept where you get rewarded with hopefully decent cards for playing games. And unfortunately, I got Corona, which is not ideal. From How the, you doing? Yeah, not bad. Bit of a cough, but good. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, but yeah, I like the I like the idea. It's it's got me wanting to play rivals some more, so that I can get these get these rewards and get the get the pack. So yeah, I'm hoping that I'll get a nice one out of the Winter Wild cards or the Signature Signers because I think they are the the better cards, aren't they? But it's still a lot of games for your for your average player. Is it seventy five? For them yeah. all over the month, which is a lot of, you know, it's still quite a lot of games for your average person. It is, but when you look at the the season rewards for for rivals, I mean, that's what ninety games. So, yeah, anybody who's completing that is going to, by default, complete the uh, the year in review objective as well. And I, and I like that because you know you should be rewarded for playing. You, the more games you play, you should get you should get better rewards. So yeah, I like that they've. They've put that in there, and I hope we get it every season with the, the some of the previous promos. It'd be good. Yeah, I think it's a nice touch, even though I have packed absolutely nothing from them, nothing worthwhile at all. Now, speaking of packs, you know where I'm going here, I would imagine. We had a little bit of an incident, very unlike EA, who normally uh, everything runs smoothly, no problems. But things didn't go great this week because, unfortunately, some bad, bad people took advantage of a tiny little slip-up that they made where when they gave out Division Rivals rewards, you could claim them on the web app, refresh the page, go in, claim them again, refresh the page, claim them again, refresh, claim, and so on and so forth. Basically, uh, for a short amount of time, it looked like people were getting infinite rewards. And it, it was a bit of a fiasco. Uh, they have since taken measures against people who really did abuse this procedure. 
they have banned some players the the uh the guys who transgressed in a, a rather more minor way they've been banned from playing for a week and the guys who really went to town on it they have got a market ban for the rest of FIFA 22 so this is really the hot topic of the week I guess and the person that we've got to go to first on this uh is uh, I, I sense a bit of a rant coming I think perhaps he's he's already looking a little bit red here before I even go to him Mets unleash i'm a i'm a patchy sweaty fucking english bloke i'm always red uh yeah so this was a really interesting uh story this week and it's it's your standard ea mess up that ultimately results in people stepping over the line so there's there's blame on both sides here that said there there are some some concrete fallbacks that uh fall way outside of anyone's opinions here that we kind of need to rely upon and <clears throat> let's let's just take this into context so if you spotted this and out of curiosity you like oh i wonder what'll happen if i do this twice maybe three times you would have been no doubt absolutely fine you wouldn't have popped up on ea's radar but the people have done it 10, 20, 50, 100, God knows how many times until they pack an R9 or something stupid. Quite frankly, you deserve everything you get. How bloody stupid can you be? And it's it's greed, ultimately, that has resulted in these people appearing on EA's radar. And for those who, who make the argument, and I kind of get it to a point, but it's a little bit naive that, well, if... EA basically taking them to, to the water trough to drink from it, then it's up to them to make sure that their systems work correctly. And you can't expect people who are incentivized to play for packs to, to completely ignore this. Okay. Well, as I say, if you've done it a couple of times, you would have been absolutely fine. But when you start getting greedy and taking the piss, then EA have no choice but to act upon the end user license agreement where I don't know what it says verbatim but it'll definitely have something in it that says the um, manipulation of known faults glitches that kind of thing can result in your account being terminated and just because you bought the game for 50 quid or whatever it was doesn't give you the right to smash up the end user license agreement as you see fit and come up with these namby-pamby excuses to do whatever you want um and they can terminate your account on the spot and they don't have to refund you for it. Refund you for the game, refund you for any packs. They could just basically cough up a bunch of proof to show what you've done and you have no recourse whatsoever because you were very greedy and very silly in the first place. And as it always tends to be the case, the people who get greedy are the ones who are going to get punished here. End of story. Well, there's the great quote from Rumi, the Sufi poet, who said that greed makes man blind and foolish and makes him an easy prey for death, or EA in this case. I take your point, Matt, I do, but is it realistic to think that people are going to read the end-user agreement before they go into playing the game at the start of the year? No, but you also know damn well when you're doing this that you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Let's be honest, you yeah, don't yeah. need to read the EUA to know what you're doing is wrong. And these will be the same people who have been moaning every time EA have done a fuck-up this year that people are getting um, rewarded with packs that they shouldn't have and, you know, unbalancing the market and all this good stuff and spoiling their game, yet they will contribute to it and expect them to be treated 
uh, with exception. It's, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. The, the people who have made themselves an outlier in the data will be the ones that EA have to drop that hammer on. If you did it once or twice out of curiosity and you know, you're being a little bit naughty, then they're not coming for you. But if you really went out of your way to load up your club with cards and, and coins and stuff, what did you honestly expect to happen? They certainly weren't going to just let you keep it, were they? They had to be seen to be doing something. EA certainly have to take their their share of the blame for allowing this to have happened in the first place. But you know, deep down, people know if you go to an ATM machine and it's spitting out money, maybe you'll take a fiver. <laughs> if you take a few grand, they're coming for you. You you know damn well that you, there's, there's going to be follow up. Right? End of story. I'm taking a few grand though. I'm not taking a fucking five, and I'm taking it all. I think. <laughs> Go on, right? Well, give us I mean. the opposing point of view. <laughs> well, yeah. Is is it is Mets right, Paul? Is it is it just a case of people having moral compasses that are basically fucked, or is there more to it than that? No, I, I think it's a it's a really difficult one because you do really know when you've opened your fiftieth set of rewards that you shouldn't be doing that, and I think for those people who went absolutely ham and opened, you know, millions and millions of coins worth. I think they probably knew that something was going to happen. But if you're a young kid and you're playing a game that gets you, that is motivated by opening packs and getting rewards, and, you know, you're, you're playing a game that gets you addicted to opening packs and chasing rewards, and then all of a sudden you've got the opportunity to open as many as you want. And that that is a reality, right? I mean the the game designed fundamentally is designed to get people addicted to opening pack. I mean, we started this pod at the beginning by talking about champs and saying that the motivation to play champs isn't there because the rewards aren't good enough, right? So it's rewards that motivate you. It's it's rewards where the problem was. So can you really blame people for, for taking advantage of it when, when the game is all about, you know, you could, you could say, well, my, my red picks were, they were atrocious last week. Here, I've got the chance to make up for it. I can, I can rip through these packs. It's not my fault. It's EA's fault. Why shouldn't I? I think because you know deep down that probably they're going to come after you. I think if you've opened three or four or five and then you've thought, oh, I probably shouldn't do this. Like Matt says, they're not they're not coming for you. But if you've purposely just gone and absolutely smashed it, um, you're going to get punished. Whether that punishment of a transfer ban is harsh, I do think it is harsh. Yeah, because that the game's done for you unless you've opened twenty million coins worth of rewards and stocked your club with every bit of fodder you're ever going to need for the next few months and bought all the cards that you need to buy for your team with those coins you're screwed unless you've done that because now you can't buy a card for an SBC, you can't buy a card for your team, you're relying on rewards and you're relying on SBCs that you might be able to do because you might have the cards in the club but you might not do. But I, my my biggest issue is there's so many people out there using extensions and buying and selling coins. You go look at some of the cards like some of the uh, Winter Wild cards and every other card is being used to 
transfer coins and I don't see that many people getting banned. So many people are using bots to snipe and extensions to make coins on the transfer market. Is that not the same thing? And these people don't seem to get banned and it frustrates me because it impacts me. People get the deals that I want, so that annoys me. But Wait, I you need to be more consistent, Paul, because you told us in DMs this week that the missus loves your extension. <laughs> she does, but that's a whole new, that's an whole different story, Steve. Some of us need extensions, some of us don't. It's an age thing, I think. Well, speaking of, of people not being able to, when they can't access the transfer market and what have you, we put out a poll on the Footballers Twitter account, at Footballers Pod, if you want to give us a follow. That was really interesting. We'll get to that in a moment. But before we do, I just want to go back to Matt and, and just I, I want to put it to you whether you think it's actually realistic that let's, let's take somebody who say has, let's say they've loaded over the year 48,000 FIFA points. Okay. Is it realistic that somebody who's loaded up, made that kind of investment, when they get the opportunity to open free packs time and time again, somebody who is perhaps, in the truest sense of the word, addicted to pack openings, can you realistically expect them to have that level of restraint? <laughs> from from my point of view, yes. Yes, I can. But I appreciate that that's not going to be the case for everybody. But what I would also expect is that EA would have taken a reasonably intelligent way of segmenting the database when they were looking at this issue and people who have shown that they're genuine customers at some point, i.e. not freeloading bastards like us lot, who have actually spent some money on the game, i.e. Hunter, they wouldn't ban them because they are worthwhile customers. But if you're not putting money into the ecosystem and then you take the first opportunity, you get to absolutely smash the economy of the game up to smithereens because deep down you know you shouldn't have done it and you certainly weren't entitled to it. I have no sympathy. I think the punishments that they've dished out are quite proportionate. You know, to get suspended for a week is, you know, that's a tap on the wrist and hopefully you learn your lesson from it. And if you've loaded up your club to the point where you're millions and millions better off and have all the great cards in the game because you were just going through uh, rewards over and over again, then you probably shouldn't have access to the transfer market and you're going to miss out on like team, team of the season and all that good stuff probably unless you do SBCs. But deep down, everyone knows what they should and shouldn't have done. Uh, EA shouldn't have allowed it to have happened in the first place, so they definitely need to um, take ownership of their fault and, and fix it. But you know, this, this is a, a common decency thing. Most people know where they should and shouldn't be on the issue. If I discovered this, I would have definitely done it two or three times, but I would have left it at that because I'm not a fucking dickhead. Well, end of story. There were people flexing on Twitter that they'd made about 20 million coins from this. Oh, that's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an extraordinary amount. And what that means is that, okay, that they are hamstrung by the fact that they can't access the transfer market, but they can sell their account. And they can sell it for a handsome sum as well. So, you know, people have profited in a real sense from this in, in some ways. And I know Hunter isn't here, but obviously he made us aware of his thoughts on the situation. And like the uh, the typical Texas redneck that he is, he basically said, burn them all. That, that was pretty much his take. 
Um, if it's little Timmy, you know, if it's some eight-year-old kid on the web app, uh, ban them from everything. Um, probably kneecap them while you're at it, and they won't fucking do it again, will they? What do you think, Paul? Reasonable? Yeah, seems fair to me. <laughs> Timmy needs to fucking sort himself out. Opening packs, they're not free. He ain't want money for these packs, Timmy. Who do you think you are? Get your mum's credit card or something. The voice of reason, as ever. I think my take on it, really, just briefly, is I've, I've kind of said this before with other things. It's, I think it's much more effective if you reward people for good behaviour rather than punish people for bad behaviour, or, or maybe a mix of the two. And I think it, it would have been nice for EA to actually do something positive for the people that, that didn't abuse it, you know, even if it's just a, a really good value SBC over the weekend when, when the people who did abuse it are banned, you know, so that they couldn't access the SBC. I don't think there'd have been any harm in that in particular. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been proven in social science time and time again that rewarding good behaviour is far more effective at, at correcting behaviour than uh, than punish, punishing the, the unwanted behaviour. Now, Talking of the punishment, let's get back to that tweet that we put out from the Footballers Pod Twitter account. The The tweet read, it was a poll, and it said, if you knew of a glitch that you could use to generate 20 million coins, but you knew that using this glitch would lead to a market ban for the rest of FIFA 22, would you use it? And the thing that I find staggering and which really does underline the fact that EA are getting this wrong is that 42% of people said yes I would use it if I could get 20 million coins and I was going to be banned from the market for the rest of FIFA 22 absolutely yes sign me up where do I get my 20 million coins what do you make of that Matt? I think that that screams that people don't value their accounts enough or their FIFA experience enough, uh, so they're prepared to put that at risk for some very, very, very short-term gratification. If they actually valued their accounts and they were worried about not getting to the end of the game, they wouldn't go anywhere near it. Um, so that screams there's a lot of people who want to get off the boat, quite frankly. That would be my take on it. Certainly seems short-sighted. Paul, you're short-sighted. What do you think? I think people have seen 20 million on the poll and clicked it before they've thought it through, really. <laughs> I think people have yeah. just gone, 20 mil, yeah, I love that, um, before you took it away. <laughs> uh, because, you know, having a market ban, you know, a friend of mine, George, got market banned for buying informs the other year, and it was just grim. Having a, a FIFA without out being able to buy or sell cards is... You've got less than half a game, haven't you? Your game's finished. And, and Matt's right. People uh, people don't seem to respect their accounts. And if my account means an awful lot to me, and if it was taken away, I'd not be very happy. I don't think people realise either that how far-reaching the, the consequences are. Because, I mean, it's not all about division rivals and foot champs. It might be great having a full team of the year team to play in rivals and foot champs. What about if you want to do an objective? What about if you need to buy specific cards for specific requirements? That kind of thing. You're snookered. And not only that, I think, I don't know if you guys would agree, but for me, part of the real fun of Ultimate Team is building that Ultimate Team. It's about having that progression. It's about following the power curve. 
and carrying it on throughout the entire season. And for all of these people that have got the market bans, that's gone, right? Game over. I, I can't see them sticking it out much longer. Mm. Which further adds to what I was saying, that the people they've probably done that to, they don't really care if they come back or not. They weren't spending, probably even weren't playing much. So the potential for them to, to convert to, you know, people who pay money to play the game effectively, the ones that EA will miss, that the shareholders would go, why are you banning those people? They probably aren't on that, that radar at all. So it explains why they've done it, frankly. Okay. Has anybody got any closing thoughts that they would like to add or shall we move on? Don't be a cunt, basically, and everything will be fine. And that applies to EA as well. Solid Stoke-on-Trent advice. Bank it, people. With all the new content that's constantly being released every week, it's easy to get confused or get left behind. You don't have to worry about that with FIFA U-Team. That's the website that I've used for years. Get all your FIFA news, content trackers, dynamic updates, everything you need to make sure you're at the forefront of FIFA information. That's FIFAUteam.com or simply click the link in the show notes. Right, so we are going to have a look at some player reviews and we're going to go back to you, Matt, first of all, I believe, because you have used for fuck's sake, something that just says FFS, um, for future stars Vlahovic. You've used him and you're going to tell us all about him, right? That guy, yeah. So I was really excited about this card because I enjoyed using the player of the month version. Not it is like meta or he's not even that meta, never mind fully meta, but it was, you know, it was a fun card to use. Um, the problem with the, the player of the month one was that it had atrocious passing stats. So your moves would often break down as soon as they got to him if you were in a position to finish. But that seemed to have been fully rectified with this new card. It was fast. It was powerful. It had good passing and of course all the good finishing stats. And it came out at around half a mil. It's very pricey, um, but it was nice to one have a Juventus card that you you could link to to some other um, cards that you might have in your collection because there haven't been that many good Juventus cards this year, so that was attractive in itself. Possibility to link by nationality to Milinkovic Savic, um, if you got that um, tasty one that came out in not signature signings, the other card that looks like signature signings that I forget what it's called now. Anyway, point being, I thought it was handy. So take him into weekend league and I found that a lot of his stats weren't telling an accurate representation of what this card is about. Yes, he, he finishes everything for dinner, no problem whatsoever, but everything else seems to be a bit of a myth. Given that he's supposed to be over 90 pace, he doesn't feel fast. He certainly isn't quick off the mark. He's six foot three and has very high strength stats, but can't really hold off any really good defenders in this game whatsoever. And the, the way that this sort of came to my attention was I was playing against um, a team that had um, Team of the Year Honourable Mentions, Jules Koundé, who was smashing through Vlahovic and smashing through uh, my Team of the Year Marquinhos, weirdly enough, in like set pieces and stuff. And I was just like, this is absolute BS. So there's something, there's some special source about that card, given how cheap it is. I'll just put that out there. Definitely check that out. So that's made me consider whether I should just bin off Team of the Year Marquinhos and get Koundé. Um, if you've tried him, you probably know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Vlahovic is 
absolutely not what it says on paper whatsoever. A very, very tidy finisher, but once a card gets to a certain size and stature and a certain weight, it just doesn't move as quickly as you expect it to. Yeah. So if you think you're going to be able to like continually outpace decent defenders in this game with that kind of card, you're in for a world of pain, unfortunately. And given you know the premium prize tag, I was like, super disappointed. I thought this was going to be you know the big man striker that I've been wanting for a really long time, and um, something that could be Matt Meta. It's, it's just not very good. He's got no uh, no traits whatsoever either, which is a little bit weird for such a, a prolific player in real life. Uh, granted that you might at the start of the season be you know, on the fence whether he can continue his form from the end of last season. Okay, don't give him traits on the base card, but he's had a play over the month and now he's had this future stars and they just haven't really juiced him up enough whatsoever. And we kind of seem to be at this point now with a lot of these new cards where almost all of them are now 90 pace at least. So we've yeah. kind of reached that tier of the game now where everyone's really fast, yet so few of them actually feel fast because of the, their literal, literal physical stature. So if you play that style that requires you to get behind the line, you know, your through ball style, he, he ain't going to help you there and he certainly isn't strong enough to be holding off elite defenders so I struggle to find a purpose for this card and I've had so many reviews that it's a 10 out of 10 striker and it's a game changer and all this it's not it really is the same it's it's the I've had much better results with uh the flashback Icardi for example I thought uh the the special Pandev is at least as good if not better because it's got more uh, player-friendly attributes and traits that are useful, like finesse shot, for example. So yeah, it's it's been a disaster because I paid literally on the nose 500k for it, and it's dropped 20% over the course of this weekend because of all the the packs that people are opening. Just to add to the previous segment that we we're talking about, and all of these um, future stars tokens that are being cashed in and stuff. So yeah, it was a bad time to take a risky dip in the market, and it has not paid off. So if you were curious about this one, unless you're a diehard Juventus fan or Serbia fan or something, I don't really see a need to go there. Unfortunately, a real big disappointment. Wow, yeah, I heard good things about it myself. Uh, I, to be honest, I was always slightly dubious when I looked at how big he is, as you say, you know, these these big guys. I think somebody similar is Immobile, who's a similar kind of size with pretty decent acceleration and what have you, especially when you put a hunter on these cards to take them up into the high 90s. And they just never feel the same way. And it's why balance is such an important thing. And it's why, you know, that's the first thing that I went to on the Neymar card. If a player doesn't have great balance, especially if they're tall, the stats just don't seem to knit together and you don't get that feeling of speed from them, you know, on the dribble and what have you. Paul, uh, before I come to you for a quick take on Team of the Year Ronaldo, which I'm sure people will be dying to hear all about, I've got a apologise to you guys and, and give you a brief explanation as to why I'm slightly distracted and why I keep standing here and chuckling to myself occasionally. Although Hunter is presumably still face down in the lap of an exotic dancer, he does keep texting me 
he does keep sending me messages because he's listening to this recording, even though he can't contribute. And yeah, I, I keep getting the occasional message from him. So I'd just like to take this opportunity to say, Hunter, have a week off. Fuck off. Leave me alone. Having said that, though, you are right that high and average body type is the kryptonite, which he has helpfully pointed out, and which I think is the case with, with Vlahovic. Um, yeah, you're right, mate. High and average body type is not good. Paul, tell us about team of the year, Cristiano Ronaldo, number seven. Well, CR7, I think this year has been one of those cards where he's not necessarily been you know, I think Mbappe has been the one this year and CR7's gold card has been a little bit a little bit clunky, a little bit heavy, but, you know, it does finish. But I am seeing more and more people use him uh, recently and that is the reason why I thought I wanted to try him because I am conceding a lot more crosses and conceding to bigger guys in the box who are just seem to be bullying my... Defenders, so I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to buy a high-end striker, and CR seven got cheap today, so I, I pulled the trigger and I've used him for about about ten games, and he's got a goal or two per game. Finishes absolutely everything, and you know, and you'd expect this for a card that's over four mil, but he's. He's always making the right runs. You you look up when you've got the ball with your midfielder and he's there trying to get into space. Uh, corners, how, does he compare to, how does he compare to Mbappe, Paul? He's stronger and doesn't seem as bullshitty as Mbappe. You know, he's, he's definitely got that bullshit factor where he'll, you know, somebody will tr- make a perfectly good tackle against you and you'll still come out of it and blast it in the back of the net in the 93rd minute. Um, he's, he's definitely still got that, but Mbappe is just a little bit more agile, a little bit, see, it feels a little bit faster. Although, you know, CR7's stats say he's really fast. He's, as we've said with the bigger guys, I don't always seem, seem that. Um, Unique body type makes all the difference, eh? There we go. And it, you know, he's... He's a bit of a cheat, shall we say. If you get a space that Varane's not in, you can, you can, he finishes everything. Corners, put it on his head, time the header, it flies in. Um, he, what I noticed as well was when he loses the ball and you track back with him, because he's, he is so strong, he wins the ball back so often for you and creates chances that you wouldn't necessarily get. With with other strikers who are as who are as big and strong, his dribbling feels amazing. His heel to heel, which is the only skill move I can do, uh, is is brilliant. He just sort of walks past defenders if you you're not sprinting and you do the the heel to heel. It it creates him loads of space because he's got those long legs. It takes a a big step. Can you explain to me how you actually perform a heel-to-heel, Paul? How does that actually look in real life? Talk me through the, the actual mechanics of a heel-to-heel. It is. with you, There's two types that I use, actually. But the normal one is with the right stick 
in the direction you're facing and then the opposite direction and it does the heel to heel, which is I've, I've got to stop you there, the Paul, because to if, a rainbow flick, which is the other way. If you try to perform a heel to heel in real life, you'd fall over. You'd have a lot more success with a heel to toe or a toe to heel. Take your pick. Anyway, yeah, so we'll move on there. Uh, CR seven team of the year. CR seven is a great shocker. Go on. Can I just say this no. is another heel to heel that I see very very few people use with a three or four star skiller and it is left trigger ah the side and the a fake shot um and it's so good i use that over the other one quite a lot but with five star skillers they do some sort of look away type of movement which isn't as isn't as good it doesn't seem to create as much space as the normal one but that is a really good one if you want to give that a try so that's left trigger and a fake shot there we go. I take it back, Paul. I saw the opportunity to make you look like a bit of a mug. I took it and I was wrong. You don't need to try and make me look like one, Steve. Well, not everybody can see you, though. We, we, we're the oh, only right. ones who have right. cameras, yeah. you see. Yeah. We're the only ones with that privilege. Right. Team of the Year CR7 is going to be out of a lot of people's budgets, so I'm going to bring it back to reality with a quick review of my own and a player that should be in everybody's budget. He is an SBC, and you'll be able to do him until the 4th of March. So you've got, what, three weeks when this podcast comes out still to get him in your club? It's the holy grail in in FIFA 22. The holy grail is finding a goalkeeper that's fairly reliable and doesn't make silly mistakes all the time. And I think I found him, and I think it is SBC David De Gea. Now... On the surface of things, doesn't look that fantastic. 87 rated overall. Six foot four, which is handy. Big goalkeepers are reasonable this year. They, they tend to block more shots than the smaller guys. And he does have the saves with feet trait, which has been a big deal in previous FIFAs. Maybe not so much this year, but still very much a factor. Now, the thing with De Gea is he will make some great saves. He'll make the reflex saves that the likes of, say, your Donnarumma or your Mendy will make. Um, I, I would say that he's probably lagging slightly behind them in that sense. They do make some stupendous saves, Donnarumma and Mendy. But at the same time, they also make some stupendous gaffes, um, especially Mendy. So I think specifically, perhaps, if you are looking for a Premier League keeper, Maybe you've done flashback Varane and you can get the, the green link with De Gea. Definitely give him a go. He, he, he basically doesn't make the mistakes that so many other keepers make. He, he's just a lot more reliable. Having said that, I've got to add a caveat there in that I spoke to Dylan Campbell about him because Dylan was waxing lyrical about him as well. He was, he was a big fan. And I asked him at the weekend if he still thought the same thing about De Gea. And he said, yeah, he's great, but uh, if anybody takes a long-range finesse against him, forget about it. And I hadn't noticed that myself. I, I hadn't really had my, my De Gea tested by that. But when Dylan mentioned that, whenever I came up against De Gea, I started spamming long-range finesses. And as you'd expect, Dylan was right. So... 
that's something to be aware of if you do get him. Um, probably something to be more aware of if you come up against him. But yeah, he's, uh, he's a lot more reliable than the other keepers. While we're talking about Dylan, actually, um, he's had a big week. Um, he's not with us this week. I'm sure he'll be back again soon. But, uh, yeah, he's had a, a really productive week in the, uh, the E club qualifiers and another good week in the, the FGS qualifier, the, uh, the second qualifier where he finished runner up this time. Couldn't rep- repeat his, his winning performance from the last one, but he does retain an overall lead in the competition. So things are looking good for our, our little wonder from down under there. Right. Okay, let's move on. And next on the agenda is the market is in the bin again, in brackets, according to my notes here. Paul, you are on the pod, not for your good looks, wit and charm, but because you are a market expert. So hit us with your market expertise. Well, the market has really taken a shit this week and and most of that, actually. Has it had a bit of a fucking pull, is it fair to say? Yeah, it's uh, some cards have taken a real fucking that don't yeah. link to Neymar. Um, but I'm putting this one on the leakers uh, because a lot of this, a lot of this panic and a lot of this, these drops have come from stuff that's been leaked in SBCs. We were supposed to be getting a R9 SBC, so a lot of the strikers, people are wary of buying. Uh, this name has been spoken about for a while. And Where's where's Flashback and Bappe? That, that was coming out four months ago. I know, I know that. Um, and the person who leaked that constantly gets grief about that on Twitter. I've been seeing that a lot recently. But yeah, people see these, and because these leaks are coming so far in advance, then people are like, oh, I'm not going to buy until that that's come out, or I'm not going to buy until this. So then you've got a lot of people who are nervous to uh, to buy. Um, and we've got a lot of good cards in this, this Future Stars as well, and it's always such a popular popular promo so a lot of people are selling cards to to try out these these new cards um, but you know it's it's that time of the year where just after team of the year it's taken a bit of a lull a lot of people are stop playing i think so there's not as much hype as as there has been and the market's been quite high for quite a while it's been quite sustained i think on xbox especially it seems to have have been quite high for quite a while. They don't seem to have been the crashes that there has been. Um, and that's always going to come to an end. And it seems to have ended today over lots of cards dropping, you know, 20, 30% some cards. I've purchased some of them uh, this morning when they were really cheap. And some cards have bounced back. Some of the Neymar links, Brazilian links, and uh, they, they've done okay. And it is party bag season as well. We've had lots of mm. S- lots of the gambling SBCs that have not been cheap. The there was the one last week with with the party bag, which wasn't that expensive. But the oh, what were the other one called? Um, the reunion. The reunion, and that was an eighty five rated uh, two informs, and it was repeatable. And then it refreshed. So if if you're doing that one four times, it you it's costing you probably 
seven or eight hundred k, which is a lot of a lot of coins for a, for you know for your average player. <clears throat> so all this stuff's just added to the added to the market, and it's it's taken a turn. People have not got coins. Lots of people did upgrades at Team of the Year, which sucked a lot of the coins as well. People's clubs are dead. Mine is. I don't know about you guys, but my club's really, really in the mud. I didn't have many golds in my club until I opened my weekend league rewards today. Should have opened them a few hundred times. You'd be stacked. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, conversely, uh, just before you carry on, sorry, Steve, the one thing that is doing well, ironically, given that we're moaning about um, weekend league rewards being bad, is informs. Um, yes. Even shitty ones that are doing pretty well, you can at least double your money, if not triple them on in most instances. So it's worth, if you do decide to go for weekend league, uh, uh, kind of look beyond just getting to red pick stages of rewards and get up to the tier where you do get the premium team of the week pack because those do tend to be quite valuable in the, the current market conditions we find ourselves in. Uh, but certainly have a look for your club as well and see if you've got anything that is tradable that you're not asked about keeping. It's a good way to, to load up on some coins at the moment. That's yep. that's a really good point, man. I think if people have got any spare coins, that's definitely the way to go. Look at sort of... 81, 82, 83 rated informs and just put them in your club. If they're from this team of the week, put them in your club. Wait a week or so till they get rare. And the you know, the people are making unbelievable amounts of coins from from just buying informs every week and just carrying on with that rotation. Really simple way. Well, Wright is blaming the leakers for the market crash. Matt. We, we saw a bit of a development with the leaks earlier in the week when leaker-in-chief, I guess, Foot Sheriff tweeted something along the lines of, it was, it was a little bit opaque, really. It wasn't that clear, but he seemed to be angling at, at the suggestion that EA have been filling their database, which is where these leaks are originating from. They've been filling their database with dummy cards. So it's not that clear now for the leakers to see, okay, the name our SBC is, or the name our flashback card is coming out because there's also a, I don't know, let's say for instance an Angel Di Maria flashback card in the database or a Marco Verratti flashback card in the database. Seems like a smart idea. Seems like it is a way to put a stop to it. What do you think? Yeah, they're basically trying to discredit people, aren't they, by uh, misinformation, which I think is quite a, a clever guerrilla tactic on EA's part. And those tweets from Sheriff did seem to be a little bit of an act of desperation to basically say, don't blame me if everything that comes out of this account isn't accurate for a while. Yes. Um, which basically says to me the you know the jig is up or shortly will be, uh, and we're just going to become you know, speculators like a lot of other accounts tend to be rather than these go-to authoritative sources for information that they have been for quite a few months now. Um, I'll be glad when this whole leaking thing is over. Um, if we sort of go back to the, the kind of mentality of people we're talking about who couldn't resist abusing that reward glitch, everyone doesn't like leaks, but they need the information, so they will pursue leaks if the information is out there. But yeah. we'd all rather it wasn't the same as we would all probably rather that reward glitch didn't happen. But if we knew about it, we couldn't have resisted trying it at least a couple of times, right? So it's it's good that we sort of get over this this culture that that leaking is is normal and having access to information that gives you a market advantage is is easily come by and we have a level playing field for everybody 
probably by the the start of of next season's game because I was about to say next season's FIFA, but we probably know it's not going to be a FIFA. It's going to be something else. But yeah, if we if we can get to a point where they can tidy up their act before next season's game and start with a clean slate for everybody, I think we'll be in a, in a good spot there. And next year's game will be so much better as far as the market is concerned, if we do indeed have a market. And Paul, how will you be celebrating once the final leak has been leaked? Coffee, two sugars. Coffee, two sugars. Yeah, that's about as exotic as it gets these days. Sugar's bad for you, you know. I've given up. Yes. I haven't had any added sugar for over a month now, and I feel fantastic. Well done, Steve. I've got a coffee here with two sugars, and I've got a vape in the other hand, and I might have a few biscuits to go with it. But I do know it's bad, and I'm getting fatter and lazier, but I have been trying to combat that, actually, with with some exercise. Who would have thought? Well, right. you know. What what exercise would you recommend, Paul? Kettlebells or kettlebells? Ah. It has a T in it, apparently. It does, yeah. Not kettlebell, not butter. butter. You don't put butter on what your about toes. Petrol? I mean, you're talking about being lazy. You can't even be bothered to move your mouth to say butter. Butter. Slack, George York. Uh, anyway, let's move on. We've got a question for you, Paul. Before we go All any right. further. I think you're going to like this one. No, we haven't. I've got this all wrong. That's what happens when you talk about slack-jawed Yorkshire. (laughs) Karma comes and bites you in the ass. We've got a question from one of our listeners, Westy from the Foot Academy. He says, are we still under the thinking that old gen is a better version to play than next gen? As I've gone back to playing the Xbox Series X version, and I find it better suited to my playstyle. Matt, Metz, Lambo, Stoke, mm. what do you think? Um, I've only played new gen on this. I, I refuse to even acknowledge that a different version exists. You know, ignorance is bliss as far as I'm concerned. Seems um, reasonable. Getting hard up on whether there's a version that's ever so slightly better than the one that you're playing is just seems counterproductive to me. You know, there is an intended experience for the most up-to-date console. If you've got that, play it, and because that's the way things are going. Uh, don't waste your time on on things that uh, are out of your control, basically. So yeah, not for me. I'm sticking with the new gen. I've played them both. I kind of have to in the sort of coaching capacity. I've got to have an idea of of the differences and similarities between the two, so I do hop between them. I've got to say I massively prefer old gen. Paul, uh, I don't think you agree, do you? I haven't played enough really on, on old gen to have a a valid opinion, but I'll share it anyway because that's what I do. But oh, no. I felt like playing old gen was like buying dial-up internet. Why would you? You've got a new gen, new console. Why are we going back? back in time and playing FIFA 21. Uh, well, I think that the the obvious answer to that is that if you find one of them more enjoyable, if you find that one of them is a more pleasurable experience than the other, why put yourself through unnecessary torture by playing a version that you don't enjoy? 
Um, I think what this does highlight, sorry, Steve, there's a pertinent point to the interruption, unfortunately. Um, Give you uh, some context as to the issue. I don't mind being interrupted, Matt. Sorry about that, but too late now. Um, (laughs) Lost my train of thought. Yeah, so the industry has this problem at the moment where we're in the middle of this transition into a new console generation, but there's a global chip shortage, so they can't churn chips out enough quick enough to get these consoles into the hands of players who would like to upgrade to the new experience. Therefore, their biggest market... Sorry, I have got to interrupt here. Paul is looking alarmed. I just need to point out that Matt is talking about microchips, not actual chips. (laughs) I'm fucking terrified for a minute. Okay, don't worry. It's going to be okay. uh, Sorry, Semiconductors and all that jazz. (laughs) So, yeah. So, their biggest market is still the previous generation of consoles. And there was a um, Activision earnings call this week whereby their player base has been clamoring for what's uh, called an adjustable field of vision and Call of Duty, which I'm not going to go into the technical details of what that means, but it basically would put console players on a more even keel of PC players who have this field of vision uh, adjustability. And it gives them a competitive advantage. But having that would reveal more of the game space on your screen at any one time, which would really hammer performance in the game and they won't do it um, because they need the console players to have a reasonably okay experience in the game and most of the players are still on the old generation. And this is the problem we're going to have with FIFA or whatever it's called next year is there's still too many people on the old gen for us to truly go into the next iteration, the, the true vision of what FIFA or its replacement going forward is going to be like. We're going to be straddling both generations for another couple of years, at least, I think, which is going to result in more of these conversations. Should you play old gen? Should you play new gen? And there's going to be you know, some viable differences in, in the two of them uh, going forward. And it, it's a big mess, quite frankly. I think if people knew that coronavirus was happening and we'd have this global microprocessor shortage, Paul, um, they would have probably delayed this generation completely because it's it's such a um, a stop start for them at the moment. Yes, it's successful as in everything is selling out, but it is seriously holding back development of true next generation experiences. And EA certainly aren't exclusive to that. It's a big problem for everybody, unfortunately. Paul, thoughts on a world without chips? It's not a world I want to be a part of. Mm, me either. I do enjoy them every now and then. But yeah, I mean, it's totally valid point that you make there, Matt. And that's that's interesting about the uh, the other games, the way that they're being developed. I think really that the bottom line with all of this is that play whichever one makes you happiest, man. You know, don't overcomplicate it. It's a game. Enjoy it. Have as much fun as you can. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Steve. I, I was I was just just jesting really about the old gen and new gen, but. You know, if you're having fun playing old gen, why on earth would you tr- transfer over to new gen where that that experience is not fun? You know, and we get we get caught up and we get tribal a little bit about I play this, so I'm gonna fight for the. Do you know what I mean? And, and just yeah. play whatever's fun. I play new gen because I play co-op with my friend most of the time, and we're on we're on new gen, so that's what I play. If I found that old gen were better. And more fun, maybe I'd do that, but uh, I'm scared of that world, so I won't go over there. 
Not as scared as you looked when you when you thought there might have been a global chip short. Not as scared as you looked when you thought there might have been a global chip shortage. Right, on to a hot take. I've got to say before we go here, we did get a few listener questions. We have got a few hot takes. Unfortunately, we're a little bit pressed for time. We're having a good old chat here because, to be quite honest with you, it's more fun recording when Hunter's not here. And I love that I can say that and he can hear me, but his mic's muted. It's beautiful. (laughs) Right, so hot take from L. He says, we're going back in time here to to the glitch. Players who abused the reward glitch definitely deserve the ban. But how many times are we going to let EA get away with making mistakes like this? They're killing the market at every opportunity with these mistakes and it's not on. Paul. Well, we'll we'll just keep letting him get away because they don't really have a competitor. So if we want to play a football game, this is where we're going to play. And that lies the biggest issue. What what we're going to do? Go play Pez or Mario, the new Mario football game. No, we're not. We're gonna we're gonna stick with FIFA. And chips and big issues. Welcome to Paul's world, Matt. Quickly, what do you think? Yeah, totally agree with, with Paul. Until EA have a, a true competitor to hold them to account with these things will probably keep on happening. But the second a mistake comes out that hits their bottom line because it sends people to someone else's game and hits their pocket, you, you watch them fix it sharpish. But we're, we're just not in that that space at the moment. I haven't been for a while, unfortunately. It's up to people to vote with their feet if they don't like what EA is doing. But because we're all kind of addicted to having a viable football game to play year in, year out, then you know, nothing's going to change. We've gone through many crises and nothing changed because everyone just sticks around. So that's where we're at, unfortunately. Yep, there will be more fuck-ups right around the corner. You can bank on it. Okay, we're going to finish with one final question this week. Brad got in touch via email with a question for Paul. And Brad wants to know, Paul, where are the best places to visit in Scotland? And do you think it's fair that the other guys make jokes about you being Scottish? Um, the first part of the question, don't visit Scotland. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> this, I, I can't I say that with a straight face. You know what? I've, I've been to Scotland a few times with my security guard and it is <laughs> so pretty up the West Coast. It's absolutely beautiful. So Dumfries and Galloway, Gatehouse of Fleet up that way. Go visit there. And it doesn't bother me about people taking the piss because it's fun and we don't get offended by people taking the piss because it's only a joke. Okay, then you. Matt, do you like Scotland? <laughs> You're not far from there, are you? You're in the island, man. I, I can see it from, from where I live. I can see all of Britain from where I live. It's quite nice in that respect. But oh, yeah. uh, to, to quote Edward the Longshanks, the trouble with Scotland is it's full of Scots, so uh, I won't be going there anytime soon, unfortunately. Australia has a similar problem. Mm, quite. Mm. At least it's warm. It's also it's also full of Scots. Ah. Uh, if, right. if I was we- going to go anywhere, I'd probably go to Ibrox. But that's not somewhere to take your missus, I imagine. To where? Ibrox. Oh, Ibrox for the for the Glasgow derby. Yes. Well, not right. necessarily for a derby, but that would be cool. But you know, I'd I'd go watch a Rangers game and then come home. Fair enough. Right, I think that's a good place to end it, if not slightly bizarre. Where can everybody follow everybody? As if I don't fucking know. And as if all the listeners don't know. 
let's go through the motions anyway, boys. Matt. At Lambo Matt on Twitter or feel free to say hello in Discord. Paolo. Twitter. Right foot W I G H T F U T. Right fucking foot. And hardly ever on Twitch. Same right foot. And Paul, where can people follow me? Foot Academy and the Foot Coach. Oh, brilliant. Good recovery. Good catch. I thought he was going to fuck it up there. I nearly did. Yes, that's right. At the Foot Coach, or you can check out Foot Academy, patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy. And exciting news. We are moving much closer to a position where there will be streams on Twitch again, possibly even this week. Uh, We're looking at getting a schedule sorted out. It'll probably be about six hours per week. But yeah, things are moving, so keep your eyes peeled. Do we still have a pot noodle um, emoji to go into the stream? We do have a pot noodle emoji. Um, Hopefully we'll never have the, the second half of that combination as an emoji. The real people will know exactly what we're talking about. And even though the podcast is 18 rated, I think we should leave it there. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hunter will be back next week. Hope I haven't been too bad. Um, Yeah. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.